BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This Action 3 News weather alert update is brought to you by Exarban ARS Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing. We're looking at a mix of sunshine and clouds and possibly a high of 62 degrees. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, a high of 60. Right now, 37 degrees. Watch Jim Flowers and the weather alert team on Action 3 News. There's no safer place in a storm. Here's your traffic update with Cami Carlisle. Still have a couple of accidents to worry about out there. You got them at 32nd Ed Creighton Boulevard and another at 52nd Northwest Radio Highway. On the west side, look out for debris in the road. Westbound Dodge at 180th and light smell functioning along 204th Street at Blue Sage Parkway. That's halfway between Pacific and Dodge. Want to help advance medical research? Take part in a clinical research study with Solarian. Now conveniently located at 90th and Dodge Street. Visit helpresearch.com. I'm Cammie Carlisle. That's your traffic update on the Big Party Morning Show on Channel 90. Thank you, Cammie. It's 807. Here are your news headlines. Omaha City Council approved an amendment to toughen the city's panhandling laws. Under the new rules, people looking for money won't be allowed within 15 feet of an ATM or be able to ask people stopped in traffic for money. Now, how, would they, how would they know these rules? Who? The homeless hopefully, people. Well, hopefully, I, just, hopefully they're listening. Yeah, the new laws are in place. So Yeah, but I know what Jeff is saying. How right. are they going to know the rules? if they're... I guess when they go to get tickets or somebody <laughs> approaches them and says, you're breaking the law. Um, Do I need to have a little cardboard sign on me with the rules? Hey, back up. Hand it off. Hand it over. Hey, just hold it up. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, because people aren't going to be able to ask. Um, uh, people won't be able to uh, be approached, stopped in traffic for money. You know, a lot of times that's. I didn't think you could I do see. that anyway because remember they used to be charitable or- charitable organizations that did it. Firefighters could walk into traffic at like Seventy Second and Dodge with yep. the boot, the mm-hmm. big boot, and say, "Hey, we're I raising money for charity." Yeah. And somehow they put a law in saying can't do that. Mm. I remember that too, and then they had to get like a waiver, like a special dispensation to do that during those certain times of the year where they do the boot. Like, we don't get the people where they used to do in bigger cities where the guy cleans your windshield. I hated that. At the light. You hated that? Well, people say they don't like it because a lot of times, sometimes that rag is already dirty. I know this sounds terrible. No, it's not Like, hey, I cleaned your window. Like, I'm asking for a couple bucks. At least I'm doing something. It's it's intrusive. It's one thing if if, if somebody asks you. But then just jump in But, like, if they just jump in and, and, you know, I mean, you're like, okay, I just, I don't, I mean, because then it's one of those things where 
it's sort of a gotcha moment because yeah. if you weren't going to, you know, give them a dollar or whatever, then they're like, hey, clean your windshield. It's like, yeah, I didn't ask you to. I don't have any money on me. <laughs> like, you know, I mean. What if you pull up for gas? It's super cold and someone just runs up and starts filling your, your car up with gas. I would definitely tip that person. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Oh, my gosh. Remember the days of full service where somebody would come out and. Check your check your fluids and do all sorts of stuff. Check your tire pressures all while filling up your gas tank and you can stay in your warm car. Oh, yeah. Gas is so cheap now. Oh. It's it's crazy cheap. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, fun to fill your tank. <laughs> You're excited to swipe. You're like, this is fun. This is like funny money. I know, filling your tank now. It's just, I know I this is probably the last hurrah before it goes back up into the, you know, stratosphere of four dollars a gallon but i gotta be a downer just because there's just no level i mean there's no real leveling oh, I mean, oil's at its lowest they said right. thanks to america america <laughs> thanks to america and digging in the shale it's a <laughs> President <limit. Camacho. laughs> that's the big dance they're saying opec's just trying to keep letting it go down uh-huh. down down thinking like they could push us out of the it's like a buck eighty something. The game, it's but. not happening. It's like thirty seven dollars a barrel, which is just uh, unbelievable. Especially crazy. when you consider at the height it was over a hundred dollars a barrel. Yeah, and that's when we were all gripping and you know figuring out a way. It is a natural resource. It is there is only so much of it. We will eventually. You think so? Make too many trips to Target, and they'll just be the end of the road. Well, that was always the theory of peak oil. Are we at peak oil? Mm-hmm. But who knows, man? I think there's probably enough yeah. to sustain us until we come up with some kind of something. We got to shake a tail about coming up UFO with power, whatever, whatever it more takes. More and more people are coming up with those electricity cars, those plug-in cars. Yeah, I have friends more and more that have them. them out. How do they yeah. like them? Loves them. Yeah, they like they never have to fill up ever. Hardly at all. You know, yeah. I mean, it switches over to gas, like, for certain stuff. Like, I think if you do, like, long-distance driving, it'll switch over to your tank. Yeah, I think but once the battery runs out, it goes to the tank. Right. Something like that, yeah. Um, Because that's the same thing with, like, hybrids. Like, it'll coast for a while, and then eventually... And it usually tells you up on your screen, like, ooh, we're switching over to the gas tank now, or what have you. They don't make nor- normal car sounds. They, like, whir. They're really quiet. They kind of they're like sort of stealth cars. Like when you go, are in a parking lot and all of a sudden you realize a car's been sneaking up behind you and right. you realize it was one of those. You're like, whoa! You yeah. need to make noise or something. Like that's how you said. Well, that's the the one thing you got to get used to is that you can never tell if it's on or not. Yeah. When you're driving it, it's so. just kind of creepy anyway. when one rolls up on you. Um, so tonight, Creighton basketball uh, taking on Nebraska. Game is sold out. Standing room only tickets, though, are available. They're going to go on sale this morning at 10 o'clock. The game is set to be uh, tip-off 7 o'clock at the Century Link. Yeah, they're, um, Creighton's leading scorer, junior forward Cole Huff, I think, uh, still has an injured right shoulder, so they, they don't necessarily... Okay. know what his role will be but um nebraska's got to get a win because creighton is seeking its fifth straight win versus nebraska uh last year a year ago this time was the last time creighton nebraska met and uh creighton won 65 to 55 so revenge year revenge if you're a husker fan you know this is the polarizing game of like some people say you can't be a jaysker yeah you can't be a jays fan and a husker fan gotta be one or the other seems like more creighton fans are dual roles no. a lot of husker fans are like you can't root for uh, the Jays, but uh, Creighton's coming to the game five and three. Nebraska six and three. All three other uh, losses this year in basketball were to the three ranked teams they played. Okay, but this should be a fun game tonight. Yeah, it's going to be good. And then UNO moves up in the polls to number five. Hockey. 
Hockey, hockey, okay. the Mavs, they're going to have this weekend off before they host Arizona State on December 19th and 20th. And a bill tightening the U.S. visa waiver program is headed to the Senate after clearing the House. The program allows millions of foreign travelers to come to the U.S. temporarily each year without obtaining visas. Concerns about that program came up after the recent attacks in Paris and San Bernardino. The bill passed easily with broad bipartisan support. And the president and Congress are going to celebrate today's 150th anniversary of the ratification of the 13th Amendment. Constitutional Amendment formally abolished slavery in the U.S., the president's going to be joined by congressional leaders, including the House Speaker Paul Ryan and State Major- Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. 13th Amendment passed the Senate in April of 1964 and then cleared the House in January of 18, I mean, sorry, of 1864. I was going to Sorry, pardon me. 1864 and then cleared the House. This was Lincoln, right? In 1865, yes. We're on the world stage now. We forget his high, silly voice. That voice is so... I want to end slavery. And sing like a bird. <laughs> he also fought vampires, didn't he? That's a good one. Vampire Slayer? Yes, he did. <laughs> yeah. That was actually a decent movie, by it the way. It wasn't bad. Yeah. yeah. Which one are you talking about? Lincoln um, or the vampire one? Lincoln, Lincoln fighting vampires. vampires. Oh yeah. Come on. Hey. Hey. hey oh. I was doing Daniel Day-Lewis's yeah. one. No, we know. We're just trying to have fun. Uh, Yahoo is spinning off all its core assets. The company is announcing it's going to keep its $31 billion stake in Chinese e-commerce giant Alibaba. But it will begin unloading its core Internet operations, which are all struggling. Among the assets Yahoo is spinning off is its $8.5 billion stake in Yahoo Japan. Is it what, Verizon that's, that's buying a big chunk? Yeah, there's. I, I, I saw that they were talking that Verizon was looking at um, buying off. Analysts estimate that the rest of Yahoo's assets are worth about three billion to eight billion dollars. The company says it could make it could take a year or more to complete the whole makeover. And Spotify is going to allow some artists to keep their music off its free service. The Wall Street Journal is reporting that the company told music executives that it will allow certain artists to release their music only on its paid subscription service. The move comes after big-name acts like Taylor Swift and Coldplay refused to release their albums on Spotify because the company required them to make records available to both subscribers, both paid and free and the users of its free service. Now, new limited release plan will undergo testing with a select number of artists to see how users react to that. And I guess Twitter is toying with a new way of showing users tweets in their timeline. The social media site has begun testing a system on mobile devices that sorts tweets using an algorithm rather than its traditional reverse chronological order. So a Twitter spokesperson said that they are continuing to explore the best way to get Twitter content out to Twitter users. It's not the first time Twitter's played with the way tweets are displayed. It has also used a while you were away feature that shows notable tweets that one may have missed while you weren't using I the think app. Twitter makes me miss the annoying Facebook posts about like, I love this salad. <laughs> that seems now genius compared to some of the tweets. Ninety percent of all the tweets on my feed yeah. are just pointless jib jab. But it's expressing yourself or some sort. A strange form format. Yeah, it is. Um, and it's like it's it's the anti Instagram. Like I feel like Instagram is frustrating on a different level because there really aren't like people just post photos and there's no content. Like it's but just I like can enjoy appreciate it. a photo, right? Right. You just it is what it's simple. There's not a lot of you know trying to interpret. Twitter to me is like somebody constantly tapping on your shoulder and going, "Hey, 
hey, 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 I got nothing to say. Hey, Jeff, 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 just want to grab your attention real quick. I got nothing. I got nothing. Nothing's going on. So speaking of Spotify and music, if you're thinking of coming up with a uh, um, a good playlist next time you are uh, ordering takeout, he, uh, the University of Oxford has come up with how to pair music with what you're dining on. I guess, um, according to experts, Taylor Swift and Ed Sheeran are best enjoyed while eating Chinese food. They apparently make Chinese food taste better. They said that they had uh, subjects listen to different genres of music as they ate various cuisines and that the music is kind of like a digital seasoning for food as is for like wine. You know how like they'll do pairings. Uh, They said that the Cabernet Sauvignon should be paired with uh, like the Who while Chardonnay would go down easily when accompanied by Blondie. Does someone pay for this? This Yes, this is like some study group. They're figuring out like how people react to when they're eating. So I guess... Pasta is best served with classical music, like Pavarotti and Vivaldi. Well, they always said that classical music supposedly would help you with your digestion. Yes. My dad tortured us with that as children. Um, And Chinese food is said to be best served with pop music. So think Taylor Swift or Ed Sheeran. Indian food is best served with uh, rock, like Bruce Springsteen or Queen. I feel like Indian music is best served with Indian music. (laughs) (laughs) Same with Chinese. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, yeah, it's cool. It's awesome. I feel like it. it. I think I can hear a koi pond nearby. (laughs) I'm digging it. Feels like this fits instead of hearing Taylor Swift and Ed Sheeran. Shake it off. Delicious. Shake it off. Sushi is best served with jazz. Think like Frank Sinatra jazz or okay. Nina Simone. I could see that. I could see that there's an idea of musical pairing with food. It's kind of interesting to think that you would take it to that level. But, you know, um, I, 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 there is something about, you know, the lighting. They say lighting also plays a part in the choices people make in cafes and restaurants. Bright lights mean that they're more likely to choose spicier food, while dim lights lead to more like mellow choices. Um, and color can also have an effect they're saying that the ambient light can enhance flavor. Red wine drunk in red light tastes fruitier. It's just weird like how you can stage your whole life to have the perfect meal. That is your news update on Omaha's number one hit music station, Channel 941. Okay, thank you. So weird. I, know. I don't know so. how people in science come up with this stuff. But. All right, 819, your high day going to be about 62 degrees, a... Uh, could break that record. 64 for the high. Then tomorrow we have 60 for the high. 58 on Friday. We'll be back. You're listening to The Big Party Show on Omaha's number one hit music station. Listening to the Big Party Show on Omaha's number one hit music station. Channel 94.1. All right, it's 828. Your high is going to be about 62 today. I know it sounds weird. 64 is the record, and that was uh, in 1890. 
We could break that today. Tomorrow we got 60 for the high. Then we're going to see upper 50s on Friday. 1890. That's insane. So, yeah. What was a weather guy like in 1890? Were you just called a wizard? Yes. Gandalf? Gandalf! Gonna rain today? Probably so. I believe it is. I don't even know how they would have temperature in 1890. I think they had thermometers. They had thermometers, sure. Okay. It wasn't like dinosaurs. (laughs) I came across this list, and I thought you would get such a kick out of it. Um, It's the end of the... You know how it's the end of the year, and everybody comes up with their lists of, like, the best and whatever. This one is Mm. Forbes magazine. These are the biggest flop, film flops of 2015. It seems like they'd be a long list, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, I don't... I think that they, you know, they try to keep it don't want to completely hate or on hate but I thought the reason that we would all get such a kick out of it is the number one movie and Jeff you called it was Rock the Casbah it is the Ishtar of 2015 it took 15 million dollars to make it and it only made 2.9 million dollars in box office it is the number one biggest flop of 2015 all right, so how much did it cost to make? $15 million. That's and how much did it make? 2.9, like just under 3. Holy smoke. Like, Molly didn't even see it, and she no. is the world's biggest Bill Murray fan. Yes. Like, I was like, I don't oh, know. Wow. I mean, it is, yeah, it, it looks pretty. The top five list is all, like, I, I can't say that I disagree with a single one. I mean, you can't disagree with any of them because it's all numbers. I mean, yeah. this is just, like, how much it costs to make and how much it earns. So it's just, you can't argue with numbers. The Gunman came in number two. And the reason, like, that was the one with Sean Penn and Javier Bardem. Okay, yeah. It was here for a second and then gone, I think, because it just stunk so bad. Yeah, it I cost, see it's on Netflix or, or something like that. Yeah. I've seen it laying around somewhere. It cost $40 million to make and only made a little over $10 million in the box office. Now, the actors still get paid, don't they? Yeah, it's just on your back end. You get points. Like, you sign when you sign your contract, a lot of times they'll do, like, part of your salary is points on the back end. Okay. And, like, how much box office, like, if you hit bonuses. Yeah. And then, obviously, they just don't get anything. So you get paid what you get paid, but then part of what your salary is is tied into how well it does. That That's also how they get them to shake a tail and go on shows. Um, Black Hat, which I fell asleep during. I mean, and that's really saying something because it's my it's my main man, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, that's the one that he was in, where he's like a black ops guy. Black Hat. It was number three. It made seven. It cost seventy million dollars to make, and it only made nineteen million. Unfinished Business, which was Vince Vaughn and David Franco. Dave Franco, you know, um, James yeah. Franco's brother. Looks like kind of a, a redo of the interns. Yes. Except no Owen Wilson. Right. So and it it flopped, um, fourteen million, but it cost thirty five million to make. And then Gem and the Holograms, I don't even remember that coming Gosh, out. I didn't see any of these. Thank God, I didn't waste my money. Well, some of these I've rented. Like okay. I, I rented Black Hat. I have not seen Rock, Rock the Casbah. It's not out on DVD yet. And then the number six was Selfless. I don't know if you guys saw that. I, I made the mistake of renting that. That's Ryan Reynolds, where he can like swap bodies. You know, like all of a sudden you can you can live forever because you can um, if you're rich enough and you're dying. Oh, the trailer you, looked good. Sounds yeah. good. And it was terrible. The trailer looked kind of interesting and intense. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Another bomb. What's Another next? Bomb. Uh, American Ultra, which I didn't see. And then okay. eight is We Are Your Friends. And nine was Aloha. And then 10 was Johnny Depp in Mordecai. Um, so okay. it's interesting, like, you're not, I mean, just because you're an A-lister doesn't mean that you're bulletproof as far as, you know, how poorly these movies do. 
it's just interesting to see like these movies just come and go and you never think of them. And then the money. I know, but just the money. The money lost on these movies, is that's just insane. Yeah, $70 million to make Black Hat. I mean, I'm sure that they thought, well, we've got an absolute winner here. It's Chris Hemsworth. He's box office gold. It's Michael Mann. I mean, he's directed a million great projects. And they're like, how could it possibly go wrong? And then, oh, it's because it's terrible. I mean, I fell asleep. It was so bad. It was really, like, it was impossible God, they're so wasteful for, with that money on these big budget movies. And then you, you watch, like, HBO's Project Greenlight. Yeah. And you see what it's like when they give someone a very fixed, tiny budget to yes. make a quote-unquote indie film. Oh, they're probably tighter the on and stuff, oranges. right? I yeah. mean, mm-hmm. you get what you can get at that point. Yeah. Okay. So, I, wow. it's just, you know, they come out with these deals. I haven't... I mean, Rock the Casbah, I, I just laughed out loud because, you know, Jeff, you'd been saying, you're like, I guarantee you that's like the Ishtar of like modern times. And it turns out that it is indeed. It just got absolutely slayed. I always feel bad when you go see movies that everybody loves and you don't like. Right. You know, like you're like, am I missing something? Is something wrong? I just, I always hated that when you would go see movies and people were like, it's so interesting. And you're like, really? See, that's how I felt about Creed, because I feel like I love it more than anything in the world, but you guys are going to see it and go, really? You know, so. Well, how about this, right? So right now, Pixar, it's yeah. just where you see where people spend their money. Uh-huh. And sometimes I feel like when they know it's a bad movie, now they spend all the money on saying it's a good movie. Yes. Yeah. Um, the Good Dinosaur which gets a 74% Rotten Tomato review, which means it's a pretty good movie by Hollywood standards. Right. The Good Dinosaur is turning out to be possibly Pixar's uh, uh, first loss at the box office. Every time they do stuff, it goes well. Now, look at this. The production budget... To to make the good dinosaur was two hundred million, yeah, and they spent a hundred and fifty million on marketing. Yikes! Oh, they they didn't do very well. So it's got to make five hundred million dollars to break even. Holy! So that's the standard. Yeah, it's a good movie. It's just going to flop because it's got. I mean, look at that standard: five hundred million to break even. Hundred million dollars. Hello, who's this? Hello, who's this? Hello. Hi, this is Sam. Hey, Sam, what's up? Oh, I was just calling. I heard that you guys said that American Ultra was like a flop and my husband and I absolutely love that movie but we're kind of like sick humor I guess so maybe that's why we like it I just didn't know if any of you guys had actually seen it or not no, no I hadn't but I mean it's interesting like sometimes you'll see movies that people think are terrible like I'm sure for example Big Trouble in Little China is probably one of my favorite movies but if you probably looked back at the box office it wasn't that it was everyone probably, else's. Exactly. Like, I'm no. sure everybody was like, this is terrible. But, I mean, come on. Who doesn't love the Pork Chop Express and Kurt Russell? <laughs> right? I mean, oh, right. I mean, <laughs> we were probably the only ones laughing in the theater, but we thought it was hilarious. And then, like, we come walking out. People are, like, staring at us like we're crazy. So, I'm sure that, I mean, he's a police officer and I'm a nurse. So, were you guys both crazy. Were you guys high when you saw it? No. <laughs> That's funny. No, well, I mean, he plays a stoner. We thought that it was great. So. Okay. <laughs> the cast is fantastic. It's that Jesse Eisenberg, Kristen Stewart, Connie Britton. Oh, yeah. I mean. And, he, and Jesse Eisenberg, he is just, he's awesome in it. Like, How was Topher ninja, Grace? So. Uh, you know, he was, he's pretty much a dick throughout the whole movie, so. <laughs> That's it's a different kind of, from seeing it from that 70s show, yeah. it's kind of like, oh, hey, way to go. Way to actually step up and play a part. So. 
I love Topher Grace. He okay. plays such a good weasel sometimes. Hey, they, oh, yeah. well, thanks for calling me. And, and, yeah, uh, no yeah, problem. We'll give it a American view. American Ultra. Oh, right. yeah, absolutely. I would watch it. Okay. It's uh, out of okay. Redbox right now. All right, get your Redbox. All right, 836. Your high day going to be about 62 degrees. We got celebrity news coming up next with Molly. Yes. Uh, Abigail Breslin coming to the small screen. We uh, bringing up a musical. We'll tell you about that coming up next. And um, Facebook's hottest people and topics. That list is out. We'll give you the details coming up next. You're listening to The Big Party Show on Omaha's number one hit music station. Dessert, go Dutch. You're listening to the Big Party Show on Omaha's number one hit music station. All right, it's 845, and we have a high of about 62. Tomorrow we'll see 60 also, so there you have it. The record goes back to 1890. Wow. All right, may hit it. Celebrity News, Molly. Woo-hoo. So Ed Sheeran, man, he uh, busted an eardrum jumping off a yacht. Oh, boy. Yeah. In uh, Spain, right? Yeah, he's got to undergo surgery uh, in January. Um, he's wow. going to wrap up his current world tour in New Zealand uh, next week, and he's planning to take some time off uh, in January to get surgery on his ear. I just think that that's like, blah. The accident happened earlier this year. He was holidaying in Spain. So I guess he's been dealing with it for a while. He didn't realize what happened until he went in the water again, and it was the most painful thing, having a hole in your eardrum and having water go in. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's like blah. Uh, what does blah mean? It's just it's it's really I I have like a it, it uh, um ripping oh, your eardrum or tearing your eardrum uh, is just uh, really uh, upsetting uh, for me. I don't know what it is. It's just something like okay. it's just it's something that's not supposed to ever be perforated. Like you know you hear people like I have a perforated eardrum. I'm like stop talking. It just sounds very. Yeah, if, and if you're a singer, it becomes yeah. a I don't know oh, how he's able to big keep issue. it. Yeah. Um, so today, Facebook released uh, a slew of year-end lists, breaking down the top five people or stories in a bunch of different ways. And uh, Ed Sheeran, while he must, uh, while he had a um, you know blown-out eardrum, he didn't stop him from being um, called the top entertainer, according to Facebook. He was number one, number one entertainer, followed by Taylor Swift, Kanye West, Nicki Jam, and Wiz Khalifa. According to Facebook's hottest uh, TV shows, Game of Thrones, The Walking Dead, The Daily Show, Saturday Night Live, and WWE Raw. And the top movies, uh, this one isn't even out yet, Star Wars, The Force Awakens, um, Furious 7, Jurassic World, Avengers, Age of Ultron, and American Sniper. So all these, uh, all these great movies and stuff trending all of the time. Abigail Breslin. We all knew her and grew to love her from um, from the movie, uh, pardon me, Little Miss Sunshine. I don't know why I'm stumbling on that. But she has now announced the fact that she is going to be taken on the role of Baby in a three-hour Dirty Dancing remake that's going to air on ABC. Is it going to be live? 
I think so. She's going to be playing the role that Jennifer Grey made famous. It's going to be a musical, but unlike some of their other musicals the networks are doing, actually, this one's not going to be live. It's going to be pre-recorded. Okay. So Abigail Breslin, you know, she just wrapped up last night Scream Queens on Fox and uh, Little Miss Sunshine. So Dirty Dancing has been revisited in the past. In 2004, they did Havana Nights, and there was a short-lived Dirty Dancing show back in 1988. It lasted like 11 episodes. So this is just going to be a one-off, three-hour stage version. No word on who is going to play. Man, we are a dance, and people like dance and dance with stars. Singing and dancing. We love shows like Glee. And dance. Um, (laughs) Jimmy Kimmel's always either lip-syncing or dancing. Um yeah, all the late night guys are always singing and dancing. Right? Why? Why? The country's gone Broadway. The country's <laughs> gone Broadway. <laughs> Can you? Sh- who? No one more excited than party. Oh, I don't like it. Party people see the listeners don't hear the Broadway side that me and Molly hear. The moment these microphones <laughs> are turned off, he's singing. <laughs> Molly, is this not a fact? He likes to sing. He's got a falsetto. He, you know, he's just checking his range. He's not ready to go prime time yet. I don't know if I ever could go prime time. <clears throat> never like say never. I don't know if I'm, I'm ready for ever ready to get on a stage and sing and act well, and become karaoke. an artist. Community theater. Nah. Mm-hmm. You've done karaoke. Not once. Right, but I'm saying, I mean, that's You're a little only bit of one a- time in your life. Maybe twice, but once that I recall that I'll never do it again. What, that he what wasn't song was <laughs> I don't even remember. Oh, my God. You're right. I did it twice. I did it with him. <laughs> An ex. God. That was fun. You've done it. Yeah. Yeah, I did it with an ex once. Mm. And no one knew that we we're exes but us. And next you know it, it's Mike and so-and-so so, so, and so come to the stage and yeah. sing that wonderful song by Kid Rock. Oh, Sounds like a scene out of Glee. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, that does not sound like yeah. it would be fun. Melanie Griffith and Antonio Banderas have made uh, their divorce final, and he will be cutting her a check, $65,000 a month. They're splitting everything that they've made since 2004. Most of it's come from him. Yeah. I guess uh, they signed a post-nuptial agreement back in 2004, and it keeps all their assets separate until that date. Uh, but they split the money from all their work since then. People so, know him. He is the voice of the the B. Nasonex. Nasonex. Is that him or is that somebody pretending Sounds to be him? Sounds like Puss in Boots. I know. Sounds like his character. Antonio. From Shut you crazy. <laughs> uh, anytime Melanie Griffith's um, movie is on cable, people need to watch. What is it? Which one? Um, Working Girl? Working Girl. Oh, my God. That's what it's she's like known she's for. not even a, the Isn't same it? person anymore. It is awful. Yeah. But it's worth watching it so bad. Right? Wouldn't you oh, agree? It's just, she's such a bad actress. She's she's such a bad actress. She's um, Hollywood royalty. Well, no, she's Hollywood royalty. I mean, yeah. her mother was a famous Hitchcock actress, and so she grew up in the industry and then became... But I'm just saying, I, I'm not a fan of... 1988's Working Girl. Harrison Ford and Sigourney Weaver uh-huh. have to act alongside... Melanie Griffith, who is trying to pretend like she's acting, like you could tell that Mike Nichols is like, stop acting. <laughs> Just say these words the terrible way you would normally say it. She's got a really weird voice too. Right, and she's, she's like doing. She's like affecting her voice and making it. Like, have you ever known people that already have a high voice? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they, they're aware yeah. of their high voice, so they go higher. Like when they act. <laughs> because I don't want to sound high. You're like, oh my you're God. Like you're making it worse. There's got to be moments in Hollywood. Uh-huh. You understand why terrible movies get made. That you get out there with all the lights and the set and everybody's ready to go. There's uh-huh. 50 people, maybe 100 people on set. And someone is acting this bad. And you're the director and you're just panicking going... Oh my, oh my God! God. <laughs> this is gonna ruin There's everything. No way to fix this. Oh God! Unless she gets hit by a bus uh, on break. Well, <laughs> calling all buses is working, girl. Calling all buses. Her mom was Tippy Hedren, which okay. people remember from, um, you know, uh, Psycho. No, she wasn't Psycho. That's Jamie Lee Curtis's mom. Tippy Hedren was the one in Birds. No. Tippy Hedren was the one in Psycho, and Jamie Lee Curtis's mom was the one in Birds. I always get them confused because he always made them dry, dye their hair that like crazy blonde. He had like a thing. So yeah, Tippy Hedren, Hedren was, in was Birds. Birds. Yeah, and she was the one they said that um, Alfred Hitchcock like really screwed tortured her. her. Yeah, screwed her over their mind, right? I mean, like just, had the Birds yeah. really attack her? Like had like like you stuff know, you couldn't do. You couldn't do stuff this stuff no. to animals now in Hollywood. No. You couldn't do this to a dog on the set. And this was an actress, and he was. Being torturing mean her. and being like, don't tell her. We're really gonna like slap her around and make her bleed. Oh, see it was how terrible. she reacts. And she was like going through a divorce at the time, and wasn't. Oh. Then, and then Melanie Griffith was in that weird movie called Pet. Don't you remember where it's the lion attacks all those people? It finally came out like a year ago, I where don't it was like this. all these actors like really got attacked by these lions on the set. We saw it on CBS Morning News. And it's like yes, yes, and it was that Is family that, that lived we with. We gotta her. get that. They it's said called it, Roar. Roar. They called it the most dangerous movie ever made because the tigers are allowed. Yeah, they're really attacking them. Like they're jumping up on their backs, and it was like supposed okay, to be. Okay, I remember this. this. Okay, yeah. Like a bunch of people got bit on set. Nineteen yeah. in the neck. Nineteen eighty one's Roar. It's been re released as the most dangerous movie ever made. <laughs> So she and her mom have got something with directors and horrible things happening with animals on the set. Uh, Over 70 of the cast and crew were injured during the production of this film. 70. The cinematographer had his scalp ripped off by a lion, resulting in 220 stitches. T.P. Hedren received a fractured leg and also had scalp wounds. So this is literally the movie where the director's like, we need to have Melanie Griffin get killed by a lion. (laughs) Quickly. Uh, Melanie Griffin was also attacked, receiving 50 stitches to her face. Mm-hmm. God, we've got to get what Roar. That's I remember. We need, right. to, we need to buy a copy of Roar for Christmas and give it to that gal who snuck into the Henry Dorley Zoo and oh, put Tiger her hand in the cage. Tiger Lady. Tiger, Tiger Lady needs to see Roar. It just got re-released April 17th of this year. Okay. Oh, my God. It'd be like a porno to her. That is your celebrity news update on Omaha's number one hit music station, Channel 941. I think it's Molly. All right, 402-938-9400. Send to the show. It's 855. You're listening to The Big Party Show on Omaha's number one hit music station. Channel 94.1. From holiday parties. It's so wonderful to see you. To tables set with all the trimmings. This looks wonderful. The holidays are a wonderful time to share meals with the people you love. At Baker's, you'll find low prices on everything you need.